You're now tuned in to the Millionaire by Morning podcast. The only podcast designed to make our listeners millionaires through mindset. Through mindset. Motivation. Motivation. Mastery. Mastery. Meditation. Meditation. And manifestation. And now your host, Rashad Thurlkill. Basically, that uh, the people that listen to my podcast would know who you is. Being here today on Millionaire by Morning, we have Miss Crypto Mom. Yay! Yay! And a little background about her: um, she has 15 years of experience in traditional banking. Her investing techniques and ex- expertise in the DeFi and NFT space has made her a sought-out advisor for many projects. Her knowledge of the digital media sphere includes managing Gentry Media Productions and is now the new owner of BundleBets.com, a crypto sports betting platform. And just a tad bit about her background or her story is, uh, so Brenda, Mrs. Brenda Gentry, AKA Crypto Mom, began working as a mortgage underwriter at USAA with over 12 years of experience and an annual salary of $70,000 in 2019. By 2020, Brenda starts researching cryptocurrency and investing small amounts of money during the 2020 lockdown. By 2021, Brenda receives her first substantial returns from the money invested in 2020 with her crypto portfolio surpassing over $400,000 And later in the year, she launched Gentry Media Productions with her daughter, Cynthia and Imani. Imani, yeah. Imani. By 2022, Mm -hmm. she is currently on a mission to introduce more women and minorities into Web3 by educating and helping them achieve financial freedom via DeFi and NFTs. Correct. She has been featured... In publications, major publications such as The Sun, CNBC, Make It, Business Insider, Black Enterprise, and NBC News, just to name a few. Miss Crypto Mom, welcome to the Millionaire by Morning podcast. Thank you so much for inviting me, Rashad. I wanted to join you last year. I think you sent me you sent me a message last year, right? Yep, it's been a while. I know, and I just got too busy with life and stuff. <laughs> but thank you, thank you for inviting me. No problem. That's what happened. I think I think now is a good time to do uh, the interview because we've been able to see crypto talked about in the media. Media crypto talked about a lot. Crypto go up and come back and down. Yes. So, so timing is right. Timing is perfect. Timing is perfect. Yeah. So what yeah. I want to do is get a little bit into the reason that you're saying that this will allow for an even playing field for minorities and people of color. Why, why is that? Now, the reason I say that is um, I, I've been in banking and I've been in the field of finance for so long that I do realize it's not a level playing field, especially if you go to the bank and re- and see that 
the underbanks are not able to get the same amount, you know, the, your credit rating will set you behind in, in a lot of ways. And not even that, there are people living in this country and obviously can't even access any kind of funds when they really need it. Yeah. Um, and in the 80s, when the take boom started again minorities were left behind in the mid 90s we didn't know too much about who the you know the big tech bros were and you know we came to find out later it was you know the tesla founder it was um it was obviously jeff bezos and 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 bill gates and and just the guys who have access to the resources to learn about technology so um with a new technology that's been presented to us, we should definitely be the first ones taking advantage. But what I get and hear a lot is people are so skeptical about the volatility and they're not paying attention to 10 years ahead. Like they're just, you know, focusing on now, which is not a good way to gauge any investment. Definitely. Um, I actually watched... Ice Cube. Well, first, let me say this. First, let me say this because I, you know, I follow you on Twitter. You have a lot of Twitter uh, followers. You give a lot of advice on Twitter. Thank you. And, and I, um, I follow you too, and I, I, you give advice too. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And and the difference between is kind of like you have crypto that is a marathon. It's not a sprint. You know. Correct. And, and I actually have you on the millionaire by morning. So for people thinking crypto is going to get you rich overnight, this is not what this conversation is about. Oh, my God. They better ask somebody. Right. So so what is your advice for people that want to stay in it long term and, and be able to hold what they currently have or invested in when the market is so volatile? Okay, so one thing I've noticed about a lot of us, and I say us by people of color, especially, um, we get so excited when the market is up. It doesn't matter market. When I say market, I mean even stock market and crypto as well. And that's when you have people reaching out to you, oh, where, what should I buy? How should I buy? When should I buy? You know what I'm saying? A lot of people are so concerned when, when it's at the top that they forget that people don't buy it at the top. People buy it at the bottom. And when it's at the bottom, my phone is silent. Like I get zero calls. I get DMs about contracts I have, you know, with my partnerships. But regular Joes are not calling when they should be calling or they're not finding out they're like everybody right now has if i go sometimes to the nail salon or anywhere i go most people know me crypto mom they're like oh crypto is so dead it's dead forget about you know this is the same thing people were saying in 2015 you know what i'm saying at the same time i'm looking at my 401k portfolio i was looking at my 401k portfolio my um crypto holdings have surpassed my 401k portfolio and even you know, looking at my husband's 401k portfolio for the last 20 years, it, it doesn't add up. Like, okay, you've been called, you've been working for this company for so long, you should at least show a certain amount of six figures, which you have six figures, but it shouldn't be 
all of a sudden, you know, it, it can be that stagnant for 10 years. You know what I'm saying? But if I invest a certain amount in my crypto holdings, it's not going to take me um, more than more than 10 years for me to see a good return. And that's what a lot of people are forgetting, that we are not trying to get rich quick. That's a very, very uh, bad narrative that people have put out there because, you know, some people uh, that are saying they are multimillionaires from crypto, these people invested in 2012, 2013. The billionaires, like, um, obviously, uh, I think we do, we have CZ, he owns a crypto exchange, the two billionaires that I know that I, you know, in the top 30, and then we have the owner of Ethereum, Vitaly. They invested in 2015. So we're coming in in 2020 and expecting to make uh, multi-millions overnight. We got to be realistic with life. Like, dude, it's not going to happen that quick, but at least it's going to happen faster than my traditional job. Faster than a 401k or faster than... So would you say this is, crypto is in addition to 401k or a part of the portfolio? Or like, should people really just kind of go all in because of the return? I do diversify. I, I diversify. You know, and, and the reason for that is um, I leave my husband's portfolio the way it is now. My portfolio is all is most crypto, like 95% is now mostly crypto. Why? Because I have a safe haven and I know that in um that my portfolio wouldn't do a 2x in two years. There's no way your 150,000 is gonna be 300,000 in two years. But if I move some of that to different assets, um, then, uh, someone keeps trying to call me, then I know it's going to 2x by the end of, like even just like, look at Ethereum where it is right now, at 1793, right? Ethereum's been down there since last month, right? Below 2000. So are you telling me in the next two years, Ethereum's not gonna pull a, four, a 4K? You know what I'm saying? Right. Ethereum is, the, and, and it's, to me, they're talking about blue chips. They don't want to mess with the altcoins. Ethereum's a bag that I can hold for two, three years, and I'll get a 2x for sure on that. Even if it's just, if it stays at 15, 16, 1700 for three, four months, I'm okay with that. Six months, I'm okay with that. Because by the time it wakes up, like when it did last year, it got to 4,300 before the end of the year. So that's how I gauge my investments. I I know that the bank, even when I had my money in the bank, even if you put 50K in the bank and let it sit for six months, I'm going to get a penny on top of it. But with, uh, with an asset class like Ethereum uh, or even Solana, I know when the market is back out, it's going to give me a 2X or even a 3X. Oh, yeah. That's a lot better. <laughs> yeah. And then you're not sending people to tokens they don't know because people are very skeptical. A lot of people reach out to me and like, oh, I'm good. Um, at least the, uh, the, the money in my bank is insured by FDIC. 
cool, it's insured by FDIC, but it's being loaned out to other people while you're not using it. You know, like when the 2020 pandemic thing happened, I work for the bank and I couldn't even access $10,000. If we all went to the bank at the same time a bank run happens and we all go access money, all our accounts will be frozen to where you can only take out a certain amount. Because what they're doing is your money is being loaned out to somebody else. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather have my money invested the way I want. Yep, you're right about that. Um, so do you operate as an advisor? You're an investor and an advisor, am I correct? Yeah, so what I do, as of last year, a lot of people that were reaching out to me are looking for their projects to be launched in Web3. And when I mean Web3, it's obviously the new, inter we're calling the new advanced internet. Uh, while Web2 was read and write, Web3 is you are able to make it, you, you, you can make it your own, you can change it, you can build it however you want, you know? So a lot of people who are coming into Web3 and their projects are asking for how can I navigate this new space? And that's what I'm focusing on. At least Gentry Media, we already have like, so our contracts were about, we have about four contracts going right now with three, uh, three big startups in the space. Okay. So if you could explain to someone, um, just yeah. on a surface level, the difference between Web 2 and Web 3, how would you explain that? So the way I like to explain it to noobs or people who are just new to the space, Web 1 was read-only. You know, when we started, when the internet first came about, you couldn't, um, you know, couldn't make any changes to it. You just read what, what was on the internet. Um, Web 2 is read and write to where if you have like, you can go to Wikipedia and I mean, you read, but you can put your information on Wikipedia and you can update or your, your peeps can update or, or your, your publicist can update some stuff. But Web 2 is also not owned by um by everybody web 2 was owned by technology institution the big uh web 2 i would say you know the big tech giants um yahoo uh, google twitter um all those are web 2 web 3 is owned by everybody you can own a part of web 3 like if you start today rashad you you go to uh, Rashad.io, you own that, it's yours, and um, you can change it, you can do whatever you want with it. It belongs to you. Nobody's going to say, hey, you got to pay me because this is my, int this is part of the, you know, like you own, we, or it's decentralized, we all own it. We all own um, Web3. And it's, you know, it's read, write, and we own it. Okay. All right. So that seg segues me into my next question. I, I um, woke up this morning, Ice Cube 
one of my favorite rappers. He was on uh, Fox Business. I like him too. Uh-huh. So yeah, he's taking his big three basketball league, and now he's offering uh-huh. NFTs, mm-hmm. in which fans can be a part owner of his basketball league through NFTs. He's a genius. I love that. So I'm trying to because I like to. This is a good example of you know putting it into reality where people can understand. So how yeah. is that possible for him? to be able to do that? How, how would that work, if you can explain? Yeah, so the way uh, they're doing this, and I'm going to give an example. Before I talk about him, I'm going to give an example. Mark Cuban, for example, okay. when I spoke to him in March, he wanted to find out how NFTs can be incorporated or, I mean, now they're doing Dogecoin for tickets, but they wanted to incorporate NFTs so that when you hold their NFT, you can access this NFT, um, you can access the stadium with this NFT, but there were other props to it. It would give other utility, like you would probably be front row or you probably, you know, it gives more utility to the NFT. So with Ice Cube, what he's doing, and I'm sure a lot of people will start doing that, is that sometimes these teams have a lot of overhead, right? And because a lot of the teams have a lot of overhead, if I start an NFT and I say this is for the players or for the team, a lot of people that are going to, uh, you know, the fans will obviously run to buy this NFT. And when they're buying it, for three or four hundred dollars then they're told or whatever the utility behind is i'm sure they if he's saying that they can be involved or part owners he's gonna price it to where it makes sense for him and for you so there could be tiers you could have tier one two hundred dollars you just probably you know you just hold the nft you can go watch the games tier two is probably is about a thousand dollars or one ETH to where you have decision-making in the team. Tier three is like, now you really have access to the players. So what he's doing is something revolutionary in terms of what NFTs can do. Because now people, especially fans, we live in a time where fans are celebrated. Every team wants, I mean, you you need fans. And for the fans to be able to vote on your decisions, Oh man, they'll buy those NFTs up. They'll eat them up big time. Oh man, so we're moving into we're we're living in a time to where we're moving into a totally different space. Yeah, totally, totally different space. And 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 anyway, I think my daughter, she was listening. She was like. Um, dig deeper into the explanation of web one and web two so okay so i'll go back to that it's so she she says um and she reminded me uh the internet was dial up um dial up when when it started so you know it's it's a few decades old and so the process has evolved so when we enjoyed web one again like i say it was read only meaning that on, uh, the, the information was one way. Whoever created the website and the users, uh, you know, we consumed it. And so Web2 
what we all actually have today, read, write, exchange, right? And so use, uh, you get user-generated content like social networks and product reviews become part of online activity. So, and then, uh, but see, the thing with Web3, Web2 had a lot, has, still has a lot of internet, um, there, there's still a lot of gatekeepers with Web2. So Web3, and even though now we are still, it's tied closely to crypto, it's the decentralization that people like. So um, the execution part is like, it's trustless, it's permissionless, like anybody can use Web3. So that's what you want me to elaborate more on that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, daughter. <laughs> so, so if everyone is able to, I just came up with this question, but if, if everyone is able to have a say in Web3, mm -hmm. especially the way that everything is and the world mm -hmm. is, and how do you keep it from becoming the wild, wild west if everyone oh. is kind of just free to do what they please? Is that a and that is that is actually a good question. So I look at um, an internet where patron can't block creators from generating income, and where Twitter can't boot you know voices for speaking out, and Cuba or China they can't block their populations from accessing the website. If you go to Dubai you can't even do you like you're limited to what you can and cannot do on the internet so i look at it like that and i don't think because it's uh, i know we're early with web3 and um they still obviously it's still it, it is actually the wild wild west we can see nfts that are coming up that are not even worth looking at and people are buying but i'm sure regulation is coming and even though regulation is coming i don't think they can really trump it to where you're not able to your voice is not heard um like every every place where you go and there's like even gold mine if you go find gold mine you're gonna find some things there that 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 you have to deal with so I think that part is something that we probably have to just probably get used to, but I don't think it would ever be the wild, wild west. Like, I mean, some other countries don't even have, don't even allow their people to, you know, like the media to access, to put certain things on there. So I think it's a win for us. Not, I think, I know it's a win for people and especially um, countries that are trying to, you know, like, hey, China and Cuba, where you, you know, block their populations from accessing uh, websites and applications, you know? So, and payments can be made without trusting your money to anybody, like PayPal. Like, I can send my money to my parents in England directly without having a, 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 a you know, a third party involved. That's what I look at when I'm talking about Web3. That's the joy of Web3 to me. I'm looking for the things that are beneficial to me and my family. Right, right. 
So yeah, it's like, okay, I can worry about me. This one going to get us where we want to go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because this um this middleman thing has taken has been around for too long, you know. Yeah. Everybody wants to eat in the middle before it gets to where it needs to go. But I cut out the middleman and I want to go straight to the source. That's that's awesome because I I noticed that you stay positive through it all. You know, um even with your um advice on Twitter and everything you can just tell that you're really positive and you know you really believe in everything that you that you provide um you know everything that you say you you totally believe in it and i, I think that's awesome because a lot of people are easily swayed or wavered when the, <laughs> when the market got volatile i've seen so many people who had changed their whole profile to i, I know and you know what let me tell you a shot and i know uh, let me. I'm probably speaking before you finish, but the was cr- this was a really bad crash. With I don't know if you followed the U the U uh, UST Luna crash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people lost money, so this was enough for people to pack up and say, "I'm done." Yeah, I'm done, and, and I have I have people that I know. I know one guy did an article with, with me and he was on the New York Times and he had about a million invested in Luna. So people have lost a lot of money. And um, I I understand and I feel for them, but this was, in, the writing was on the wall. People were warned, people were told last year that this was going to happen with this particular stablecoin so that it dragged bitcoin down it's all that's us to blame it's us as um a community and i take i mean i'm going i you know i take ownership for letting my community know and i'm thankful that my community did not get impacted and when i say community i'm talking about the people that are involved in our you know the for my followers or the people that are on our telegram or the people that are, you know, um, the the NFT projects that have, have helped, um, we, we we let them know ahead of time. But yeah, a lot of people were in here for the wrong re- wrong reasons, and a lot of them are changing their profile pictures. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I noticed. I noticed. <laughs> um, oh, like it's not a board ape anymore. Hey, like they had they had used someone's board ape, and now suddenly <laughs> right. <laughs> Yep, yep. I watched it in real time. Oh man. Um, so yeah, with you saying that, one of my questions is what is the the importance, like on a scale of one to ten, of being a part of a community, like a crypto community like the one that you have on your telegram? I feel community is so important because the some of the invaluable information that you don't hear anywhere you have people because remember crypto is 24 7. it was not just the us that you're dealing with you're dealing with asia you're dealing with europe australia and you know africa so when you're sleeping stuff still happening when we go to bed in the us guess what australia is waking up china's waking up um oh, i mean asia is waking up so we want to stay informed 
like, okay, so what happened when I went to bed? I can find it all on Twitter, but Twitter moves too quick. It moves really, really fast. And it's easy for you to, um, it's easy for you to actually miss information. So when you have a group chat of like our community, uh, I have bundles beds, um, community and we do have a price discussion now that price discussion talks about all you know tokens of prices bitcoin ethereum where they see us are we in a bear market are we going to be here for the next six months how are people feeling you know they talk about gold and and stuff like that so it's everything and it's good knowledge a lot of people in crypto believe it or not i think to me i think they're geniuses i'm like you guys are so smart like how did you even think that like they're really smart people in this space so i feel like community if i got in to crypto and i didn't have community around me i wouldn't have stayed i wouldn't have stayed there i would have moved to a different field right i would also, have gone back to shade room i would have gone back to shade room. <laughs> uh, that's funny it's yeah it's so much other stuff to do online um or you can make money you know mm -hmm. if you're in the right you know if you're in the right threads if you're in the right community in the right rooms so really quick um i'm gonna ask you definitions just for anybody just starting from the ground up who's never even heard of these terms uh what is DeFi? DeFi is my joy i love DeFi. DeFi is decentralized finance. It's the opposite of what we have now, which is traditional finance. Now, I come from a background of traditional finance, which makes me love DeFi even more because I know that the dollar has been around since the early 1900s and or even late, 18, late, late 1800s. 100 years almost over 100 years and it's time for a different asset to just be like a new asset class is so needed right now um uh, mainly especially look at inflation with inflation the way it is everybody is wondering why is it that my a hundred dollars that I could go to Walmart with or t Target and buy so many things with is only giving me five things or ten, you know, yeah. ten things. But if I had, if we have digital assets and the value keeps going up, then you know that could give me more for my buck. Right. But anyway, not to compare digital assets and fiat. I just been around banking too long to know that. It's out. The, the system is, is just, it's, it's old, it's archaic, and it needs to be replaced. And even if it doesn't get replaced, we need at least a digital dollar. Like we need another asset class that complements the dollar. So DeFi is decentralized finance. It gives you better rates, better APYs, and you're able to not have a middleman like big institutions. We have a middleman in traditional finance, but decentralized finance, it's just you, you are your bank. You are the bank. That's awesome. Uh -huh. What is an NFT? An NFT is a non-fungible token. And the reason I will define it for noobs, like really 
I'll just go to the easiest way that I know is any digital asset that's stored on a blockchain. Now, when I say asset, a lot of people are seeing only art, like, you know, JPEGs, right? It's more than that. Like you just said what Ice Cube is doing with his um, team. His, you know, they have NFTs that are also for tickets. They have NFTs that are also for music. They have NFTs that are also like, um, uh, what is it? They have NFTs, real estate, real estate. It almost went out of my head. Real estate, a lot of people that I've been talking to in the last two months are, are you going to be uh, getting into NFTs for real estate? So you know how you go to, you buy a house and you get a title and you go, and you know, before the behind the scene, because I've been a realtor and I've been in title business before, you got to go through so many records back 18, you know, like whatever, we want to see who the owner was, we want to see this, that's all going to in the future be replaced by NFTs. So once you hold that NFT, it's just going to, it's on the blockchain. Everything is on the blockchain. Everything is recorded on the blockchain for the next century, two, you know, uh, three, four hundred years. So you don't have to have it like you gotta, you got to go to title and print out this. No, it's all on the blockchain. And that's the joy of digital assets. It's, it's recorded. And it also gives you, um, for the people that own art and have been selling their art and they only get, you know, paid ones, this is, NFTs give you residual income. So for you can be dead and gone, but the money, every time it changes hands, that NFT, you still get some um, residual income from that. Okay. I um, I think I got it. <laughs> so so basically, we're gonna we're gonna um, what you and I are gonna do is cut this into two different interviews, right? So this one will yeah. be for newbies, and mm -hmm. you know the what is or whatnot, and then mm -hmm. we're going to get into uh, bundles bets on the next mm -hmm. one. And okay. your Telegram and your Discord and and everything, uh, your, the tools that's needed to get started and move forward. Of course, uh, right. yeah, I love that. Okay. Yes, sir. So this is part one of part two, and I want to awesome. thank you very much for coming on. I know you're a very very busy person, <laughs> and I look forward to the next time. And I'll be in I'm touch on Twitter. Yes, sir. Definitely. Thank you for checking out the show today. We look to enlighten you. If you would like to support the show, we don't believe in accepting handouts, so we have made available merchandise that we will provide you for your support of the show. That's right. Just head over to millionairebymorning.store and pick up a shirt to lounge in, to work out in, or a mug to sip your morning coffee from. Okay. Either way, we thank Either you. Way. Thank you very much. And don't forget to get out and make millions. Oh, you gotta make millions. <laughs>